0: coast and floorboards to shingles. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Standing by to help with your home improvement projects. So pick up the phone and help yourself first by calling us. The number is one 888 Money Pit. 888-666-3974. It is the fall fix-up season, so we know you've got a fix-up project on your to-do list. Let's put it on the done list. Call us and we'll help take that first step. The number is 888 Money Pit. Well, October is here and it's National Fire Prevention Month and a good time to think about things like smoke detectors and fire extinguishers and the fire resistance of the building materials in your home. One type of insulation, for example, could play a key role in stopping the spread of fire, and we'll tell you about that coming up.
1: And even seasoned do-it-yourselfers shy away from replacing doors. It's sometimes hard to retrofit a new door into an old opening, but there are a few tricks of the trade that can help. This old house general contractor, Tom Silva, is stopping by, and he's going to walk you through it.
0: Also ahead this hour, one relatively easy way to dramatically change the look of your kitchen is to simply replace the countertop. But there are dozens, of materials to choose from these days. So we're going to sort out the strengths and weaknesses of each to help you make the right decision.
1: And no homeowner is a stranger to a clogged drain. We all get them. <laughs> one caller this hour is going to be prepared for the next one. We're giving away Liquid Plumber Double Impact Snake and Gel System. The winner is also going to get a $50 gift card to the Home Depot.
0: So let's get to it. The number is one Money Pit 888 3974 Leslie, who's first.
1: Betsy and Georgia needs some help tackling a ceiling project. What's going on?
2: My question is how to remove popcorn ceilings. Um, we have a bonus room above our garage that the popcorn ceiling was falling down in spots. Okay. And we scraped and scraped and we wasn't getting very far with it. And we damaged the drywall with gouges mm. from being scraped. Okay. So my husband. My husband put stippling on the ceiling to cover up the gouges, and I don't okay. think it looks good at all. It, it looks dumb.
0: So he kind of put more texture back on where he had the old texture? Yes. Yeah, so now you have to remove the stippling, which was probably done with the spackle, correct? Yes. Oh, boy, I tell you what, you made it went from bad to worse. You know what I would do if I wanted, if, if I wanted a really clean ceiling, and that was the situation? I would knock down as much of that as as was physically possible so it's nice and flat, make sure as much of the popcorn is gone as possible. And then I would put a second layer of drywall over the whole thing, tape it, prime it, paint it and be done with it you'll have a brand new ceiling
1: bury it hide it
0: (laughs) i'm like bury it because that that drywall is probably so damaged now from the scraping off of the old popcorn to the adding of the of the stipple and then you're going to have to sand and get rid of that i just don't think that that all the work that's going to be worth you putting into that is just not worth it you're you're just not going to get a really clean look so why don't you just put a second layer of drywall over it it's really clean easy to do and it will look much much better in the long run.
2: All right. And then we have our other salings have popcorn, but we haven't tackled that.
1: So is there an easier way to get it off?
0: Well, here's the right way to do it is that you would dampen it And then you would scrape it.
1: So you use like a paint sprayer or like a garden pump sprayer. And then you just lightly spray that on the ceiling. You know, get it wet. You're going to have to cover everything. It is a messy job. And then you just scrape it away with like a spackle knife.
0: And by the way, though, if you want to buy yourself some time and maybe what happens with the popcorn, it gets dirty and gringy looking. You can actually paint that. There's a special type of roller that's a very thick roller that's got sort of slits in it. And presses the paint up inside the sort of the pieces of popcorn, and you can get a nice bright, clean look to it. So it is possible to paint that and have it look a lot nicer and a lot cleaner.
2: All right. Well, thank you very much.
0: You're welcome, Betsy. Good luck with that project. Thanks so much for calling us at eight 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 Money Pit.
1: Now we've got Rick in Pennsylvania who needs some help getting candle wax out of a wood deck. So was it an awesome party?
3: Uh, no, it was just a, a silly mistake. I uh, I was actually carrying a citronella candle. And I dropped it, and it splashed back on myself and the deck. Well, are you okay? Oh yeah, yeah. This this was like a couple weeks ago. I wasn't wax all over me and my eyes. It was not pleasant. Oh Oh,
0: man. man. That was a mess. Yeah. All right, so it's splashed all over the wood deck. It's soaking into the wood, I presume?
3: Yeah, I scraped off what I could, but a lot of it did go into the deck. It's a brand new deck, Mm -hmm. and uh, I did not seal it or stain it or anything. I was letting the wood dry.
0: Well, there is a trick of the trade for pulling wax out of wood that you could give a shot. Pulling wax
1: out of anything. Really, anything, yeah. on fabric, a tablecloth, on your clothing. This is the way to get rid of it. Okay.
0: So what you're going to want to do is get a clothes iron and a paper bag. And you put the paper bag over the deck and then you put the hot iron on top of the paper bag.
1: No steam, just a hot iron.
0: Just a hot iron. And what it does is it melts the wax and it soaks up into the paper bag.
1: Yeah. Somehow it magically like sticks to the paper bag, but not to anything else.
0: Sort of blots up. Yeah. But just make sure it's a paper bag and not a plastic bag or you'll get the opposite result. <laughs> right, right. You'll be calling for a bigger problem.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it can be a grocery store bag or like a lunch sack or a shopping bag, like any any kind of brown bag. Okay. And
3: just just melt it. I mean, it'll suck right up into the bag. All right.
0: Now, I suspect that uh, once you do that and you wait another season or so before you're ready to, to stain or treat the deck, I would just wire brush that area right over the where the wax soaked in before you stain. And I think it'll just go right in there. I, I don't think it's going to block the stain. Those two tricks will help. Okay. I
3: was kind of worried about that. But uh, yeah, well, great. I, I appreciate you guys helping me
0: out. You're welcome, Rick. Good luck with that project. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit.
1: You are tuned to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show on air and online at moneypit.com. Well, we are two weeks from the most awesomest holiday, Halloween. So if you haven't already spookified your house, we are here to give you a hand with that. Or maybe you've got Thanksgiving on the brain. I always do. And this year I am not hosting. Have to have a baby to not host, (laughs) but apparently it's worth it. I'm I'm psyched to go to my sister's. But we're here to give you guys a hand, get your home ready for the busy holiday season ahead of us. We're available 24 hours a day, seven days a week at one 888 Pit. 888-666-3974.
0: 888-666-3974. Besides going into the busy holiday season, it is also the season for fire. That's why October is National Fire Prevention Month. And a good time to ask yourself the question, am I doing everything I can to protect my family from a house fire? Well, there is a building material that can add to your safety. It's a type of insulation, and we'll share that tip next. Eight, 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 nine, eight.
4: The Money Fit is brought to you by Roxul, manufacturer of fire-resistant, water-repellent, and sound-absorbent home insulation products. Keep your home efficient and comfortable this winter and all year long with Roxul Comfort Bat and Roxul Safe and Sound Insulations. www.diywithroxul.com Roxul, that's R-O-X-U-L
0: making good homes better. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler.
1: And I'm Leslie Segretti.
0: Give us a call right now, 888 Pit. You'll get the answer to your home improvement question and a way to keep your cool the next time you get a clogged drain because we're giving away Liquid Plumber's Double Impact Snake and Gel System along with a $50 gift card to the Home Depot. The snake dislarges the gunk that causes blockage and the gel flushes away the rest of it. Call us right now for your chance to win. The number is one 888
1: pit Evelyn in North Carolina you've got the money pit how can we help you today yes ma'am I have
2: wanted to redo my you know they call it a living room now but it's mostly your front room and I wanted to know uh, you know if I wanted to have it made over you know the whole room uh, do you have any suggestions about how I could go about getting that done the exception is I have this really big huge desk that I have to keep in
0: the room. So you're looking for a decorator to help you sort of redo the room. Is that correct? Yes.
1: Well, there is an association of interior decorators. It's ASID. And these are folks that are registered with the Interior Decorating Society. And they're listed by zip code. You can go to the website ASID. I don't know if it's org.com. .com. Um, and that way, you can find a decorator in your area. I will let you know that pricing ranges from decorator to decorator some will do an hourly consulting fee some will do a flat fee some will do a percentage of the items ordered Um, it really depends on the project i think if you start at that website and start looking for people in your area visit their websites take a look at the style of work that they do this way you can find somebody that matches your decor and then that's a good way to find somebody that'll fit well
2: okay well listen that was what i wanted to know you think that would be worth a
1: while? Oh, absolutely. I, I think it makes sense to start that way. Oh, okay. Well,
2: thank you.
0: You're very welcome. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit.
1: Now we've got Matt in Wisconsin who's dealing with a splashy toilet. That is the worst, constantly cleaning a toilet seat. Tell us what's going on.
3: Well, when we flush the toilet, a good portion of air comes up through the trap forcefully enough to cause the water
5: to splash up onto the seat or the inside of the lid if it's closed.
0: Well, what really causes that, Matt, is a venting problem. Is this a new problem or has it always been this way? No, it's just within the last couple of months. Okay, so then what I suspect is that you've got to blockage somewhere. If your vent for that toilet is partially blocked, then the drain line's being starved with air. And if it's starved with air, it's going to try to gulp that air from from somewhere else, and that's what's causing the bubbles. Okay. So... What you need to do is try to figure out where that obstruction is. And it's going to be somewhere in the vent that uh, is connected to the waistline under the toilet. If that helps you narrow it down a bit. Yes, it does. Thanks. You're very welcome. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit.
1: Well, it's the time of year that we urge our listeners to check out their attic insulation and make sure that there's enough up there. You know, the right amount of insulation is really key to keeping your house warm. But did you know that it can also be key to keeping your family safe?
0: Stone wool insulation is a product that is made by one of the newest sponsors here at the Money Pit, a company called Roxel. And it's interesting because it combines natural rock and recycled slag, two materials that can greatly slow the spread of flames.
1: And slag is metal, right?
0: Slag is actually what's left over when you when you make steel. So, from Mm -hmm. steel plants, uh, the sort of one of the byproducts is slag. So, it's a product that's actually already been heated to thousands of degrees of temperature. And that's one of the reasons that it won't burn inside your house. In fact, this Roxel product can stand up to temperatures of over 2,000 degrees. And that's how it will actually slowly stop the spread or at least reduce the spread of flames. In your house, so this is a good type of insulation to think about for a lot of reasons. First of all, it will slow the spread of flames, especially if you put it inside your interior walls as well as your attic. But it also has uh, some other types of benefits too. And in fact, they make two types. One's called Comfort Bat, which is for outside walls, and that is designed specifically to stop the cold air from coming in. And then the version for inside walls is called Safe and Sound for inside walls. And what that does is slows the spread of flame, and it's also a, a sound resistant product as well. So we'll keep those rooms quiet.
1: Yeah. And you know, another advantage of stone wool is that it repels water. That means if you have any leaks, it won't affect the R value because Roxel insulation does not absorb the water. It's not going to sag or lose its shape. It's going to also keep its R value indefinitely. And that's a big money saver because you won't ever have to reinstall it. Plus, it's also completely resistant to rot, mildew, mold and bacteria growth.
0: And finally, stone wool is an excellent thermal insulators that will help your home stay warmer in the winter and cooler in the summer. You can get Roxul Comfort Bat and the Roxul Safe and Sound product at the Home Depot and Lowe's, and as well as many lumberyard locations around the country. It is a product you can install yourself. If you'd like more information, you can check out their website. It's DIYwithRoxul.com, and Roxul is spelled R-O-X-U-L, so that's Roxel.com.
1: Sherry and George is on the line and dealing with a basement crack in the wall. Tell us what's going on. Is it in cinder block? Is it in your foundation wall? Where do you see this? It's in the wall of the foundation. It's poured
2: cement. And just recently I noticed that there is a, not a straight, but kind of a curved crack. And it looks like maybe a little bit of like uh, dust or water has come through it.
0: Okay, Sherry, is is it a vertical crack or is it a horizontal crack?
2: Kind of vertical, but it kind of curves.
0: Okay. And it's a poured concrete foundation. So has the crack always been there or is it something that's very recent?
2: It's not actually in the floor, it's in the wall. It's actually a basement wall. And yes, it's poured.
0: Right. Is it always been there or is it something that just recently popped up?
2: I think. Pretty recent, I don't remember seeing it before.
0: Well, cracks in foundation walls are really pretty typical, and, it, and that includes uh, poured concrete walls, poured foundation walls. So, what I would do is not pa- panic if it's a minor crack like that, I would simply seal it with a masonry caulk or a silicone caulk, and all you're doing is really keeping the water from the outside ground from kind of leaking back through the wall. But a minor crack like that is generally caused by a little bit of shift in the foundation, perhaps some settlement or some shrinkage in the wall itself. So we're talking about a hairline crack here, I presume?
2: Yeah, it's a very, yes, it's very, very thin, but it looks like something has seeped through it, and I guess that's what worried me the most.
0: Right. It might be water, and what happens if you get groundwater that gets through and then it evaporates, it leaves its mineral salts behind, and that might be the dust that you're seeing. It's sort of like a whitish, grayish dust, and that's the minerals in the water when it when it, oh, when it uh, okay. leaks through and then evaporates. So just sweep that out before you put the caulk in, and I think that's all you need to do right now. Well,
2: thank for the advice. I really
1: appreciate it.
0: Okay, Sherry, good luck. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit.
1: Patton Pennsylvania is on the line with a leak in a garage roof. What can we do for you today?
3: Well, I have um an attached garage to my house and right down at the end where the near the garage doors there Um, right where the soffit meets the the shingles, I have a a leak there. And I was just wondering how I could try to fix that. If I could just put some of that blackjack in there and try to fix it or...
0: How long do you want it fixed for a week or like forever? Because if you just use the tar, it's going to be a very short-term repair. Okay. Tell me where exactly the leak is evidencing itself.
3: Well, it's just a little bit of a water spot there right at the garage door and that. It seems like the shingles are lifted up a little bit. but my I, We built our home only nine years ago, so I wasn't sure you know if it was the shingles or...
0: Okay, so you, you're not even sure if it's the shingles themselves that are cracking. So if you built your home nine years ago, you've got a, a fiberglass-based asphalt shingle. And one of the ways that fiberglass-based asphalt shingles wear is they actually develop sort of fissures or cracks in them. So if you put a ladder against the front of the garage and you kind of go up and look down on the shingle itself... And if you see cracks that go through them, that could be the source of the water. Now, if you've just got one or two shingles that are pushed up like that, usually that's because a nail is actually backing up through the roof. And you can put a flat bar in there and kind of tap that nail down. And yeah, if you want to put a little bit of asphalt ceiling under the tab just to kind of hold it in place then that would be okay. But in terms of of leak prevention, that type of sealant is not the way to fix the leak. If it turns out that the shingles are cracked, I don't want you to tar them. I want you to take them off and replace them.
3: Okay, so that's not a permanent fix then, I guess, is what you're saying.
0: Well, it's right. It's not going to be a permanent fix. If the shingles are cracked, then you should pull off the shingles that are damaged and replace them. And you can do that with a flat bar. You can actually sort of uh, extract, sort of surgically remove a shingle from the middle of a roof and put a new one back in its place.
3: Okay, you wouldn't think after nine years, or the shingles would be cracked already, would you? Or?
0: I have seen it happen quicker than that.
3: Oh, really? Okay.
0: Yeah, that's why I see. that's kind of the way those shingles wear. It depends on a lot of factors. But I would take a very careful look at that and see if that's what's causing it.
3: Okay, well, that sounds good. I appreciate your help.
1: Now, we've got Renee in North Carolina looking to talk about duct work. What can we do for you today?
6: Um, I have some older rental properties. And I noticed on one, there was uh, maybe seven duct lines, air conditioning, heating duct lines. And about half of them were insulated. I wanted to know if, if If I should insulate those that weren't and what the impact is maybe on the bills uh,
0: for the tenant. I see you're in North Carolina. Do any of these uh, ducts run through a, a finished basement or crawl space or any place where condensation on the ducts could be a problem for you?
3: Uh, they're They're in crawl spaces.
0: Okay. Well, I mean, insulating the duct does make it more efficient. And typically today, when you, when you install new ducts, you use an insulated flex duct. So the insulation's kind of already built in. When you have uh, air conditioning ducts that run through very damp spaces like crawl spaces, the other um, advantage of having insulation is that you don't get the condensation, which can be quite dramatic. I mean, you can really build up quite a bit of water in a damp crawl space by running a cold duct through it. So if it's already insulated, I mean, I don't feel any need for you to take that off. Um, Do you have to insulate any ducts that are are not? I'd say on a case-by-case basis, I, I would make that decision.
6: Okay. And what's the impact of that would they do they feel an effect of that with a bill with a with a heating bill
0: i I think there'll be some effect um whether it will be you know dramatic i I doubt, but I think it will be somewhat effective
6: okay, so all in all, it's a good thing,
0: yeah, all in all, it's a good thing if you've got the insulation, I would leave it um if you don't have insulation, I wouldn't necessarily add it. Does that make sense okay, I got gotcha. you.
1: You are tuned to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show on air and online at moneypit.com. Up next, your house will never look great if you've got a shabby-looking front door. Well, replacing it, even if it's a different size, is not as hard as you might think. We're going to tell you about it after this.
6: On the Money Pit Radio Show, pick up the telephone, fix up your home.
4: The Money Pit is brought to you by Anderson Windows, the number one brand of windows in America. Now enjoy 10% off all special order Anderson Windows and patio doors at the Home Depot, including the Anderson 400 Series double-hung replacement window, making it easy to replace your old windows. Valid through October 17. See the Home
1: Depot for details.
0: Making good homes better. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler.
1: And I'm Leslie Segretti.
0: Well, if it's been a while since you put down a new floor, let me tell you, things have definitely changed. There are a ton of options available today. There are a ton of price ranges. And we can help you pick the one that's right for you if you simply go to our website at moneypit.com and search flooring guide. We walk you through the pros and the cons of the nine most popular options that's online at moneypit.com. Just search flooring Guide.
1: Mike in Florida is on the line and needs help with a stucco project. Tell us what you're working on.
6: I uh, I recently bought a house. Well, I, I bought it actually about a year ago. I moved here from Virginia, and I I looked around for just the right house, you know, just finding the right house for the right money. Then Got a great deal on the house. Okay. Very sound house. Have virtually remodeled the whole interior on the house to, to my liking, and I'm very happy with that. Okay. But outside of the house has a very coarse uh, stucco finish to it. Mm -hmm. You know, if you rubbed up against it, it'd probably take the skin off of you. It's that coarse, you know, and uh, I'm just curious, is there anything I can do to reduce the coarseness or take that stucco off without damaging the cinder block underneath? And it is cinder block, of course.
0: Okay, so it's a masonry stucco on top of cinder block, correct? So, I mean, you could add additional stucco to it and put a different finish on it, but it's a heck of a big project, Mike, for what you're going to accomplish. And, you know, the adhesion is really important, so it has to be done right. They usually use a very stickier mix of stucco, to get it to grab on to the old stuff. If it's very rough like that, that could actually help you with the adhesion, help it hold on. But you're going to have to have a mason come in and re-stucco the entire house to get that done.
6: Well, it would have to be, in order to take up all of this, I would say there was going to be anywhere from an inch to an inch and a half of stucco additional.
0: And you know what that's going to do to your windows and doors, don't you? You're going to All the window and door wells are going to be that much deeper. <laughs> Yeah. You know what this sounds to me like? It sounds to me like the kind of outside you're going to have to get used to. So <laughs> I I I might think about a decor solution, I might think about changing the color. I might think about changing the landscaping, but the stucco itself I'd probably leave just like it is.
6: Yeah. Yeah. Maybe I just maybe at other a paint scheme of some sort would, would, would soften it.
0: Exactly. Okay, I appreciate it. Thank you. You're welcome. Good luck with that project. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit.
1: Well, your home's doors are the lifeblood of the daily activity in your house, opening and closing again and again over many, many, many years. They break themselves in, and then they end up fitting like your favorite comfortable old pair of jeans.
0: Ah, yes. But what if you're ready for a change and are faced with the task of getting a new door to fit into the old opening? For that, you need a few tricks of the trade, which we'll get now from our friend Tom Silva, the general contractor of TV's This Old House. Hey, Tommy. Hey, guys. How are you? Now, is it easier to make the door fit the space or to make the space fit the door
7: i would say usually easier to make the door fit the space because if you don't want to take the whole jam and trim off and rehang it to make it square and true and plumb and level and all those good things because the
0: deeper you get the more complicated the, the repair oh, yeah. can be yeah, right you,
7: yeah you're gonna end up having to repaint or restain all the jam and all the trim and probably patch the wall because you ruined that and all that kind of stuff so yeah you want the door do you want to cut the door so it fits and you want to make sure that it the space around the door is even. You've got to follow the angle of the header and this, and also the threshold.
0: Now, that's a good point because over years, those openings actually can become and frankly, uh,
7: frequently are out of square. Mm-hmm. Exactly. The house moves, settles.
1: And you're going to end up with a door that's perfectly square.
7: Hopefully, if it's a new door, yeah.
1: So (laughs) how do you make one fit into the other when things have sort of shimmied and shifted?
7: You've got to figure out what's what. I mean, I like to take a level and I measure from, I take the level and I mark right across the door frame, anywhere on it at all. And I just put a level line, usually at my eyesight, so I don't have to bend down because I'm kind of (laughs) lazy. So I have have a, a level line across the door jam. I measure from the from the line on the left up to the inside of the jam and down to the threshold. I take the same measurement on the other side and measure up to the jam and down to the threshold.
0: Interesting. So you create your own reference point with a level line, and then you measure the offset from there. And then
7: I do the same thing on the door, but my square line across the door, and I measure those four reference points. And now I have both angles ready to be cut all at once. And you know it's going to fit. Right. Well, I have to subtract a little bit because I want to allow for play. Right. So on the top, I want to be able to fit a nickel or a quarter in there. And the bottom, I may need a little more space in the bottom if I have a rug or something like that that I want to go over. So this is probably a situation where you want to actually measure more than twice before you cut once. Absolutely. (laughs) And then now I want to check the distance down on the door. I want to also make sure that I look at the door. You want to eyeball the door. I suppose I should have said this first for you want to make sure that you're setting the door in the opening the correct way. If you look at the edge of a door and you look down on it from a bird's eye view, one side of the door has a angle to it. And that angle always goes into the opening first. Now, you're talking about the edge of the door. Edge of the door. That that angle is the allowance for the thickness of the door. So when the door swings into the opening, that beveled edge will just go by the edge of the jam, and the space on the side will be correct.
0: And clear nicely.
7: Yes. Now,
1: when it comes time to make the necessary cuts to the door, I mean generally you're dealing with a beautifully made piece of lumber and a really gorgeous door. How do you ensure that your cuts, you know, don't splinter and, you know, wreck it?
7: Well, first of all, you want to make sure that you have a good quality saw blade. A fine cutting saw blade is very important. Now you want to prep the door so you can run a nice layer of tape right across the edge where you want to cut. You want to put all your marks on the tape, Score, that, score it with a utility knife. I like to score right through the tape, leaving the tape into position, and then cut it with a straight edge and my saw, follow my mark.
0: And that's going to make sure that really no feathering is left behind.
7: Exactly.
0: Now, what if we have an old door and maybe we don't want to replace it, but we, it's just not closing well? How do you actually identify where the door is sticking and do something
7: about it? Well, you can uh, lots of times see where it's scraping on the trim, on the jam. Or even on the edge of the door, there may be some lines or squaring or wearing of paint. And so now you can simply plane it with a hand plane. Mm -hmm. Uh, You can use a block plane if you wanted to or some kind of a plane. If you don't have that, you could take a block of wood with some coarse sandpaper and sand it. But you also want to make sure that there's no lead paint on the door. So you don't want to sand it or cut it with uh, lead paint. If there is, you want to make sure you've protected yourself and the space. And then also be very careful again to make sure that you have the correct bevel on the edge and on the top so that it will swing in at the opening correctly. So that's a good point. You want to
0: actually lean in towards the inside of the door a little bit so that you create a little bit more space on that side. And the outer edge is just the minimal amount of space. And if you get that just right, though, that door is going to swing uh, smoothly once again.
7: Exactly. Now, the key to keeping that door in the opening so that it won't go tight again is once you've cleaned off the paint and you've made it fit and you've allowed for the gap, you want to make sure that you prime and paint all six sides of the door. And that means behind the hinges too. Good point. I mean, people are going, six sides of a door, <laughs> I'm going, two sides of a door. Nope. You got to remember all
0: the edges, they count. And if you don't get them right, if you don't seal them properly, the door's going to move.
7: It it's is going to swell. Gonna it's
0: going to twist. Move. yep. yep. Uh, and you're going to be back where you started. Great advice. Tom Silva from TV's This Old House. Thanks so much for stopping by the money. But he's one guy that can make a square peg fit in a round hole anytime.
7: <laughs> I have a big enough hammer I can do
1: that. <laughs> uh, we like to call those the great persuader. <laughs> All right, you can catch the current season of This Old House and Ask This Old House on PBS. For your local listings and some really great step-by-step videos on home improvement projects that you can tackle, visit thisoldhouse.com.
0: And This Old House and Ask This Old House are brought to you by Home Depot. More savings, more doing. That's the power of the Home Depot. Up next, as heating season rolls into full swing, you might be thinking about replacing your windows. If so, should you go with vinyl windows or wood windows? We'll help you figure that out after this.
6: You live in a body paint
0: Where home solutions live. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show on air and online at MoneyPit.com. I'm Tom Kreitler.
1: And I'm Leslie Segretti.
0: Give us a call right now with your home improvement question, your do-it-yourself dilemma at 888-MONEYPIT, 888-666-3974. Well, replacement windows are a great way to increase your home's energy efficiency, value, and curb appeal. But there are lots of choices when it comes to windows, and it can be confusing and maybe even a bit intimidating when you are faced with all of the styles and types of windows to choose from.
1: That's right. So to take some of the guesswork out, we've got information on two specific window types. We're talking vinyl versus wood. So to help you decide which one's going to work for you, we've got a great guest. We've got David Nix joining us from Anderson Windows. Welcome, David.
5: Well, hello. Great to be with you.
0: Well, nice to have you uh, back on the program, David. And when it does come to choosing Windows, it is a bit confusing because there are just so many options available. But one of the most basics is what kind of material do you really want for your Windows? So what do you tell folks that are trying to make that initial decision as to whether or not they should go with vinyl or wood?
5: Well, I'll tell you what, one of the first stops when people start shopping for Windows is the question comes up quickly. You're looking at a lot of different window styles like casement or double hung, so that's confusing. But really, one of the basic decision factors is what do I want my home to look like from the interior or the exterior? And what you run into is just like you said, you have a couple basic choices a wood window on the interior or a vinyl window. So really what it boils down to there is deciding kind of what your vision is for your home and maybe what's in your home today.
0: Now, is there a difference in energy efficiency between a wood-style window versus a vinyl-style window, or can they both be just as energy efficient?
5: You know, I get that question a lot. And the thing to remember is Wood windows, vinyl windows, no matter what you choose, offer great energy savings and energy efficiency. They also offer you low-maintenance features that older windows don't have. And I'm sure there's a lot of folks that have windows like I've had that maybe don't even open or are hard to open and don't operate very well. A great upgrade.
1: So David, I think a lot of people get confused when we're talking about replacement windows. How are replacement windows different from new construction windows?
5: Hey, that's a great question. Well, if you think about new construction windows, like if you were doing a new room addition, you're starting with studs, you're putting on some exterior sheathing, and you've got to put a window in that rough opening as it's called that's a new construction window and you've got a little flange around that you screw or nail into a replacement window which are most of the applications in the marketplace today for existing homes are specifically designed to go into an existing opening so you really don't have to disrupt your home from the interior to the exterior because that's where you spend a lot of time and money so at the end of the day uh, replacement windows are really an easy choice for a homeowner, if you're a DIYer, if you're sitting in your home and you've got beautiful wood interiors, you know, you just have to envision what it's going to look like if I replace my beautiful wood windows with wood or replace them with vinyl. They give you a very different look. If you're on a tight budget, you want to get great bang for your buck, a vinyl window might give you a good choice. But at the end of the day, as we said earlier, both of them can add great energy efficiency, improve the weather tightness, and improve your operation in your windows, make them easy to open and close.
0: Great advice. David Nick, Senior Marketing Manager for Anderson Windows Endors. Thanks so much for stopping by the Money Pit. Well, thank you. If you'd like more information, you can visit the Anderson Windows website at andersonwindows.com or head on over to your local Home Depot.
1: You are tuned to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show on air and online at moneypit.com. Still ahead, when it comes to choosing kitchen counters, there are many options, and granite is still a very desirable one, but it can be pricey. We're going to go over some of the pros and cons of granite and give you some options after this. Hey, 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 Money Pit.
4: The Money Pit is brought to you by Anderson Windows, the number one brand of windows in America. Now enjoy 10% off all special order Anderson Windows and patio doors at the Home Depot, including the Anderson 400 Series double-hung replacement window, making it easy to replace your old windows. Valid through October 17. See the Home Depot for details.
0: Where home solutions live. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler.
1: And I'm Leslie Segretti. And hey, have you guys found out about Pinterest yet? This is like a fantastic new social media site that actually lets you pin interesting articles or projects or pictures so that anybody who's following you, your Pinterest page, can like take a look at what you're working on. It's totally addictive. It's a great way to get inspiration on different projects and just new products that are out there. It's really awesome. And the Money Pit is on Pinterest. And we are pinning cool and money-saving home improvement ideas. So follow us and happy pinning. I guarantee you are going to love it. And while you're online, you can post a question in the Money Pit community section. And I've got one here from Lacey in Oregon who writes, I'm having a hard time deciding on a type of counter for my kitchen. I know granite adds value to a home, which I want, but I've had friends tell me it hangs onto germs and is very hard to clean. I also want a light color. Any advice?
0: You know, DuPont actually just came out with a product that is specifically a sanitizer for granite countertops because the problem with granite countertops is they do require a lot of they have to be sealed. And when you use the traditional kitchen cleaners on them, that can actually break down the sealer. Mm-hmm. So I know DuPont just came out with a sanitizer that you kind of spray on, you have to leave it for a minute. Uh, and you can either wipe it off or you can just let it dry and it kills all sorts of germs. So if you really love granite, that's great. But remember, granite is a lot of work. It is absorbent, so it has to be sealed. And of course, it also has to be sanitized, much like butcher block. You know, that's, that's a, a material also that's beautiful. Of course, not as, not as hard as granite, but does need to be sanitized on often. A regular, uh, yeah, often on a regular basis. But I mean, there are other options as well. And I don't think that... You know, using a solid surfacing material like, for example, a corian or something like that is going to bring less value than using a a laminate. They're just different looks. I would be hard-pressed to think, though, that any particular countertop is going to make a dramatic difference in home value. It really comes down to the look and the feel and what you want to get out of your kitchen, right?
1: I will say, Lacey, that as far as the color goes, with the lighter color, you're going to end up having to seal it more often because of the light color and its tendency to absorb any type of stain. With a lighter color granite, if you spill oil or red wine or anything, you know, tomato sauce, you got to clean that stuff up right away. Um, I wouldn't let that discourage you. I would definitely not choose a marble for a kitchen countertop because they are super more porous than a granite. Again, if it's something that you want and you're willing to do the upkeep, then marble is a great choice for you. But granite, you can go light or dark, you just have to really commit to the upkeep of it. And, um, you know, and the price point, I think it's worth it. I find that granite, from a designer perspective and a real estate perspective, people walk in, they see a granite countertop. As long as it's not something bizarre, they're really into it.
0: You know, Leslie, there's a website called thestonebroker.com, which is an interesting service. It's a remnant service for stone countertops. So if you enter into the, the stone broker, the specs as to what you're looking for, they help you find remnant slabs of granite uh, countertops that are much less expensive than uh, traditional going right to the shop. And then they charge a markup. uh, I think it's a flat markup. It might be $200 on no matter what size you buy. So you actually can end up buying uh, these granite tops for about 50% less expensive through a site like the Stone Broker.
1: Well, and I think that could be great if you've got a smaller countertop and don't require a large slab and can just work with a part of a piece. I think it's a great idea.
0: This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show, available 24-7, 365 at one 888 Pit, and always online at moneypit.com because we never take a break. We never sleep. We're just here to answer your questions. So reach out any time of the day or night. Well, I actually sleep, but Leslie, she doesn't. She just (laughs) stays up. (laughs) <laughs> at least at least until that baby shows up. Then she'll make up for all the sleep. <laughs>
1: yeah, right. I'll be staying up even more.
0: <laughs> Thanks for stopping by. I'm Tom Kreitler.
1: And I'm Leslie Segretti. Remember, you can do it yourself. But you don't have to do it alone. You
6: live in a body pit.